Picture this, you're sitting down to watch a live poetry performance. The first poet takes the stage, and as they begin to read, they're accompanied by a live jazz band. If this sounds intriguing, well, you're in luck. International Jazz Poetry Month returns to Pittsburgh on May 2nd. The festival features more than 50 artists, including local jazz icons and poets from Algeria, Cuba, Sudan, and Ukraine. Tickets to watch online or in person at City of Asylum's home on the north side are free. Get yours at cityofasylum.org before they're gone. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh. Earlier this year, the Pennsylvania governor promised a higher minimum wage and more police all over the state. We're checking in on the status of some of his 2023 goals. And people are worried about the city being ready for snow. Plus, we've got a good day of food recommendations in Pittsburgh. It's December 8th, the Friday News Roundup. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh is talking about. I'm with CityCast Elizabeth Kalma. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Newsletter editor Francesca DeBecco. How's it going? Hey, happy Friday. Pretty good. Thank goodness. Uh, can y'all believe that we're halfway through the holiday season? It kind of seems wild. I know. Hanukkah just began and it feels like just yesterday was Thanksgiving. Time is truly flying. Offended by that, uh, <laughs> but I can't believe it. <laughs> Uh, Well, we will jump in uh, straight to the news. Why not? Um, It has been almost a year since Governor Josh Shapiro took office. Um, Elizabeth, you flagged this for us. Thanks so much. Um, Let's talk about Spotlight PA's article tracking some of his initial campaign promises and whether he's actually met them. Yeah, they've been actually tracking this for a while. They did another version of this uh, story back in February, like a month into Shapiro's tenure, and now they're revisiting it a year into it. Yeah, their reporting is super impressive. Shapiro made a lot of promises on the campaign trail. <laughs> I mean, everybody does. It's fine. Yeah, for sure. And Kate Huang Pu at Spotlight managed to narrow down 11 of his biggest or at least most consistent claims that he's made while he was running. And we're not going to run through all of them, but we're highlighting a couple. You should check out the story. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. That is a lot. Um, But yeah, some of these are also, you know, maybe not so big, but they just are things that he couldn't do by himself or the legislature had to unite on that could divide his date. Um, Basically, the tough stuff. Yeah. So let's get into it. Um, We'll follow Spotlight's outline. They divided the claims into four big buckets. uh, So money things, environmental and energy things, uh, justice system and policing and voting rights. Easy peasy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So you say. <laughs> um, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so let's start with the justice system and policing, since that's the issue with like the most of these big ticket campaign promises. Yeah. If I'm remembering it correctly, he was sort of walking a fine line during his campaign of saying he was going to support law enforcement, but also that he would support what he called data driven changes to police. Um is he leaning one way? Do we know? 
Well, he managed to walk that line pretty carefully. You know, in the campaign, he did promise to help hire 2,000 more police officers, and he set up a grant to help fund that. But he also set up the Pennsylvania Citizen Law Enforcement Advisory and Review Commission in November, which is supposed to do internal reviews and make recommendations to state law enforcement. And he didn't need the legislature to do those. Like those were that was stuff he could do on his own. Um, the grants, right. I were those ones that Governor Wolf actually launched. Yeah, yeah. Wolf started the process. Um, so it's really just grants on grants on grants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the advisory committee was an executive order. Um, there are several other goals that Kate like talked about in her article in this section. Um, and we encourage you to check those out. But these are kind of the two big ones. But let's talk about what everyone really wants to know about the money. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to his economic promises. How is that looking? Well, nothing concrete yet. He's continued to advocate lowering PA's corporate net income tax as a way to encourage more businesses to come to the state. Um, Shapiro mentioned it in his budget address, and there have been several bills in the legislature, but nothing that would come close to his promise that he made on the campaign trail of lowering the rate to 4% by 2025. Hmm. What about that minimum wage, though? <laughs> I think uh, they wanted to raise it to $15 an hour. Lots of people have asked him to raise it to $15 an hour. Yeah. For me personally, I care more about, you know, everyday people getting a little bit more money than corporations. Um, but that is similarly stuck in the legislature. He did bring it up in his budget address and a bill that would accomplish that did pass the House, but is stuck in the Senate. A Republican state senator um, did propose a similar bill, uh, but he wouldn't tell Spotlight PA if Shapiro was involved in that at all. So maybe Shapiro is working with him on that privately. And. I think we should say our minimum wage is among the lowest in the country. It is the federal minimum, $7.25 an hour. Wow. I mean, there are other states doing that, too. We're not alone in our crappiness, but it's bleak. Like, we can do so much better. It's it's hard to believe, honestly. Who can survive on that? Yeah, no, I, I feel that so heavily as a former food service worker. Um, but before Shapiro, former Governor Tom Wolf raised the minimum for government workers to 15 bucks an hour. Uh, and he tried to get everyone else's raise, too, um, unsuccessfully, obviously. The AP reports that Wolf got the Senate to agree to $9.50 um, by 2022, but Republicans blocked it. Yeah, but maybe there's still some hope. Friend of the pod, Mark Levy, did an article last month about what Shapiro still wants to do. And raising the minimum wage is still on his unfinished business list. So hopefully we can look forward to that. I feel like it's on a lot of people's lists of unfinished business. I mean, there was some interest on it on the local level. County council wanted to set $20 an hour as a minimum wage. But the county exec, now outgoing county exec, Rich Fitzgerald, vetoed it. They overruled him. And then it went to the courts. The judge nixed the plan for now. So it's, you know, a lot of back and forth for basically us to end up where we started. Yeah. And uh, just to clarify, this would have just been for county employees. So at least for them, I guess we will have to wait and see what incoming county executive Sarah Anamorato does when she takes office in January. Yeah, we will be looking forward to see how that all plays out in the new year. Um, but we've been talking about a lot of things that have stalled. Let's talk about things that have worked. Josh Shapiro did keep his promise on expanding voter access um, because now there's automatic voter registration at the DMV. Woot woot. That would have made my life so much easier because uh, I was so confused when I was learning how to register to vote when I was <laughs> 18. And I feel like a lot of people are. So it's necessary. 
Yes, so helpful. Um, But I feel like this and, like, his environmental policies are really what he's going to take back to the voters and say, like, hey, look, I did what I said I would. (laughs) Yeah, but he's still early in his tenure, so he's hopefully going to have more to say I accomplished by the time he's actually running for (laughs) re-election. I assume he's going to run for re-election or president. That's the other thing that's been floating around. So we'll see. We'll see where Shapiro lands. Um, The other one maybe is the hydrogen hub proposals. We did an episode Mm. about exactly what those are with the same reporter, Kate Huangpu, with Spotlight PA um, not too long ago. The proposal for the Pittsburgh region did not go through, um, but Pennsylvania is getting one. It's just on the eastern side of the state. And some Pittsburgh people are involved with some others that are super close to here. So we'll see how those shake out. There's a lot we don't know about hydrogen hubs so far. Right. Go back and listen to that episode. If you haven't, you'll learn all about why Pennsylvania wanted one and maybe some questions that we have around their, you know, clean energy. So, you know, the governor did stuff that did not involve the legislature. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Well, we'll keep watch. And if you want to read Spotlight PA's piece uh, for a more in-depth review, we'll link it in the show notes. Do you like to dance? Look at beautiful art. Eat gourmet snacks, people watch. We'll mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful, be imaginative, explore your magical realm, because this is a theme party. You want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend, and rest assured, every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. So today, notwithstanding, uh, it's really warm outside, winter weather is technically on the way, and Pittsburgh typically gets a little twitchy this time of year, wondering whether our snow plows and the salt trucks are going to be up to the task. You got we, that right. I know. It's so rough. Um, <laughs> we actually talked to Mayor Ganey a little about this uh, earlier this week. Um, the conversation ran yesterday. You should definitely check it out. It's really, really fun. It's so good. Yes, you can hear Megan live from the City County Building with Mayor Ed Ganey. It's a great listen. We will link it in the show notes if you want to listen to the full thing um, or our bonus where he talks about his favorite restaurants. I can't. I've not recovered. Um, (laughs) But anyway, here he is talking about the ways that the city has tried to mitigate various issues over the last couple of years with these salt and snow plows. You know, if you're from this city, you're never going to beat the snow, but we have to be able to manage the snow in a way that people can get to work, that emergency vehicles get to where they want to go. So the focus was how do we make sure that we remove snow from our streets? And I promised everybody that we would improve every snowstorm, but we know that we had to go back and figure out how we were going to get additional equipment so that we could get the snow off the streets. I think, I believe that, you know, renting six snowmobiles and buying six um, was evidence of our commitment 
to be able to do the necessary things to ensure that we could get snow off the streets, and it's worked out. Last year, we didn't have a lot of snow, thank God, but at the end of the day, we couldn't get up an inch when we came in because of the budgetary um, constraints. And it sounds like the city is trying to get more vehicles online. There's that one facility near McKinley Park in the South Hills that I, I know. But the trip just had the saddest update on this. I mean, our, I guess a no update update. Councilman Coghill's... <laughs> Schrodinger's update. God, Councilman Coghill's quotes on it are so morose. I know. I mean, it's been six years that they've been trying to get this facility up and running and they're delaying it another year. They said it won't be ready until next winter. They've had all sorts of problems in the South Hills. Oh, poor, poor, poor people of the South Hills. Uh, So for all the plows and salt stations that are working, we looked up how they work just for fun. Um, We have 1,200 miles of city streets, and they're all categorized as primary or secondary based on typical traffic volume. And I think that they do some PennDOT or county spots, too, depending on the neighborhood. It's a lot more organized than I thought it would be. Like, of course it is. I just never thought about it before. It has to be. I know. And speaking of organization, there are also levels for the winter weather. Like a zero means no plowing or treatment needed. One is up to three inches of snow. Two is up to six inches. Three is up to 10 inches. And four is 10 inches or more. I do not want a level four. (laughs) No. Uh, A level four means, I guess, all hands on deck. Uh, No one is leaving their homes. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't. And they might pull in contractors or, you know, do something to just get it done, get her done. Did you guys know that we have a snowplow tracker in Pittsburgh? If I was aware of this, I'd forgotten about it. I want to send it to you. I want you to look at this thing. Look at this pink spaghetti. Oh, my God. It looks like it was done in like MS paint. I know. It's terrible. (laughs) What? What am I looking at? (laughs) It's like hot pink and bright blue. And MS paint is apt. Yeah. Uh, I assume that you can, like, actually follow it. I think those are supposed to be routes. It's just very messy to look at. I'm trying to find my house on here. (laughs) It looks like a child did it. Um, So I guess this tracker is not universally loved because it's also not super reliable, or at least it wasn't a few years back. I found several stories of various people and council members complaining about it. Um, But it does remind me of the really, really good snowplow trackers that they have in like Scotland and other places. Have y'all heard of these? They call them gritters over there. No, that's an amazing name. I have not heard about this. Scotland lore. I know. And they also name their plows. And that's by far my favorite thing. Why do they get to have all the fun? They have contests (laughs) for it. Um, I'm going to read you a few. Uh, In no particular order, Skid Vicious, (laughs) uh, Britney Spears, Incredible. <laughs> Betty Whiteout. <laughs> Amazing. I wouldn't mind if they were late if they had this cool of names. So I'm curious, what would y'all name a snowplow if you were given the honor in Pittsburgh? I think it would be really funny to just give them like something very dramatic, uh, like the mother. Like, I would be like, the mother's <laughs> coming to my street today. <laughs> that, or that's like, not very um, Pittsburghy, but I like it for drama. <laughs> I think I think that would be fun. In terms of Pittsburgh, I think it would be like sinkhole salter, I think would be funny. Oh, a sinkhole play is I'm good. Think- yeah, yeah, always yeah. good. Francesca? You know, naturally, I came up with some Pittsburgh ideas. Um, first would be... <laughs> Not that unique, but the Bergmobile, you know, because Ooh. it's cold out. Um, and then uh, the Road Redder Upper, uh, kind Aww. of like the, uh, was it Quicker Picker Upper? But, um, you know, playing I was on thinking that. Road Runner. 
No, red or upper. I love it. That's great. Yes. And then something I couldn't, maybe you guys could help something with like slippy street, you know, because we say slippy here. Um, slippy street. I don't know. How we slippy slaughterer? No, <laughs> we're not doing that. It's <laughs> too violent. I think you could just keep it simple. Slippy and at. Better than slippy slaughter. I love that. Uh, well, our Department of Public Works has a few suggestions for when the weather looks iffy. First of all, don't drive if you don't have to. <laughs> That's an easy one for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't park on a corner. Um, and off street is even better if you can do that. Uh, but if you are on the street, keeping yourself tight to the curb to give those big vehicles some room is really important. And for shoveling at home, try not to shovel your snow into the street, please, people. <laughs> but I don't want it in my yard because I want like the clean, pristine snow to roll around in. I'm part of the problem. <laughs> Um, and something else that I was surprised to learn, I remember being told when I first moved here that you had to clean the snow and the ice off your car. Like, it's polite. You should do it because it's dangerous, especially on the highway. But apparently right. that was not true at the time. It is now. Now you can get fined if you don't do that. So I guess I was I was ahead of the curve. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were looking out for you. It's like a $50 fine. Um, and if the snow or ice ends up hurting someone, the fine can get up to 1500 So that's not a bill that I really want to do. Um, but at least it's a good thing that, you know, our winter is predicted to be a mild one this year. Uh, don't jinx it, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> In any regard, yins need to clean your snow off your cars. Well, before we go, since we sort of skipped our Thursday food show, we wanted to offer you a few brunch, dinner, dessert options to look forward to this weekend. Francesca? Yes. <laughs> well, I wanted to do brunch because I feel like it is just necessary to wake up late on the weekend. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. Um, I want to highlight a new opening. It's the Wise County Cafe that just opened in Allegheny West on Gavelston Avenue. And I visited last weekend it was so good, guys. You've probably seen their biscuits at the farmer's markets. They're to die for. I got the build your own sandwich with their mushroom oat patty and greens. Highly recommend for vegetarians in town. It's so cute. It's right across the street from my favorite bookstore. You guys better know. City I'm books. testing you. What's my... Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now that you have my mouth watering, what about dinner? Yeah, so this one is actually specifically on Monday, but you got to make your plans now. We're going into the weekend. Um, mm -hmm. So friend of the pod, Sarah McGalley, a.k.a. Brothmonger, is popping up at Bitter Ends in Bloomfield, and they're doing something different. You know about their soups around town, but they are basing a menu off of their mom, uh, their their mom's dishes and and recipes, and it's called Mama Renee. It looks so sweet, and it's going to be like, you know, traditional Italian American dishes. And they'll post the menu this weekend, so you know, be on the lookout for that. That's so sweet. And last but not least, a little treat to end the day. Yes, guys, I'm, I'm so excited about this. Um, so, you know, Leona's, the ice cream sandwiches, you can find them at different places around town. They're very expensive, um, but they're very delicious. <laughs> oh, so worth it. Um, they're actually opening up their first scoop shop in Lawrence Hall that's going to be opening on Butler Street in a historic warehouse um, in the early spring. Um, and if you want to help them make this a reality, you can contribute to their crowdfunding campaign 
online. Um, it'll just help them purchase some equipment and stuff for the scoop shop. Um, so we'll link that in the show notes if you if you want to get involved. There's some unique fun things like um, an exclusive t-shirt um, and a chance to actually create a new flavor with Leona's. So I think that's really cool. That is really cool. But if you don't want to wait until then, um, they do have some really delicious holiday flavors out. Um, and they're doing this like holiday eight pack sale. Guys, I shared the link here. Go look at some of those flavors. Cranberry on sugar cookies was not something that I know, knew that I needed in my life, but it is something that like I now violently need. Gingerbread caramel on ginger molasses cookies. That one's mine. I could really go for this peppermint bark on double chocolate chunk. That sounds incredible. Why? You're making me so hungry, Francesca. This is, oh my goodness. You should come with a warning label. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking about baked goods, I just want to highlight since this is coming up, um, there is actually a bake sale in solidarity with striking workers at the Post-Gazette coming up. That's on December 19th um, at the USW headquarters on the Boulevard of the Allies downtown. Um, So if you want to bake and contribute to them, um, you can sign up and we'll have the link in the show notes. And it's also in the Help Your Neighbor section on our website. And another thing maybe to plan ahead for at the end of the month, um, CityCast is actually hosting a little community party in our office building, and we would love to see any of you there. It's going to be Friday, December 22nd. You're going to hear us talk more about it in the next couple of weeks, but just so yins can plan, it's going to be a little drop-in meet and greet here at the Benedum Trees building, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., and it's going to include a live radio broadcast with the local jazz station, WZUM. So we're really excited about it, and and we hope you'll stay tuned. A quick shout out to the listeners who got back to us about their Spotify sound towns. If you missed it on Tuesday, we talked about the kinds of music getting indexed here in Pittsburgh from the music company Spotify. Alexa F. says their husband got Pittsburgh, that he's a big fan of metal and punk and the Midwest emo genre. Alexa says she's also a fan, but realized that she leans a little more pop punk, like Fall Out Boy and Petey, which are maybe a little softer than his favorites, like Dance Gavin Dance, Acacia Strain, and the New Jersey band Pine Grove, who she says has just enough twang that maybe they qualify as Appalachian emo. She texts us, quote, long response over here, but we had a lot of fun dissecting this part of the Spotify wrapped, so I thought I'd share. And someone else who did not share their name with us said that they got Pittsburgh too. They actually live in Columbus, Ohio, and figure it must have been all the collective soul, see their AMF and brand new in their list. Alexa, other person, you are both the best. If you got Pittsburgh or know someone who did, get the details and call us, text us. We're at 412-212-8893. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. Our music is by Benji. Mary Lee Williams is our executive producer. Sophia Lowe, Elizabeth Kama, and A.K. Al Mooman produce the show. Francesca DeBecco writes our newsletter. And I'm your host, Megan Harris. We'll be back on Monday with more news from around the city. Have a great weekend, everyone. William Wallace. (laughs) Nice Scotland joke for the old timers.